Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's 166th episode, I'm joined by Dana Sikola Murphy, who is an artist and the gallery director at the 410 Project up in Mankato, Minnesota. She joins us once again today to talk about a new project up at the 410, 410's Project Bike. So please stay tuned for that interview. If you're hearing this podcast for the first time, we feature a variety of different artists from around the country and around the world. They share insight into their studio practice, their development, techniques, and all sorts of insight. So, again, you can check out many interviews on studiobreak.com. Each of them have images of the artist's work, links to their website, so you can find out more information about their exhibitions and all that good stuff, and these lengthy interviews. So please check them out. You can listen in the default player or go to iTunes. So please check out our archive. And in Studio Break news, we are going to be turning five this October, and to help celebrate that, we have our 2016 Studio Break competition, which is going to be open to all undergraduate students, graduate students, as well as professional artists. So if you've been slaving away in the studio all summer, and you have a awesome body of work that you want to share maybe you've got an exhibition coming up that you want to help kind of promote and get the word out this would be a great opportunity to get on studio break and to help spread the word about your work and since this is five years into the journey of studio break i've decided to helm the jurying process of this year's competition once again that's open to all ba bfa students ma mfa students and professional artists i'll be selecting three winners from each of those categories to be featured on studio break so a total of nine artists right there and in addition to that we're also collaborating with demo project which will be selecting an artist for a solo exhibition so the curators over there jeff robinson and Allison Locker will be selecting an artist for a solo exhibition at Demo Project in Springfield, Illinois. In addition to that, David Fielding, the gallery director at the Tin and Fine Art Center at Three Rivers College in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, will be selecting another artist for a solo exhibition. So if you're an artist or know an artist, please check out studiobreak.com and apply. Please note that the media is completely open to all visual artists. You can also help us spread the word on social media, so you can do that via our Facebook page, so please like it. You can also follow our Tumblr account, that's studio-break.tumblr, and of course, send your tweets to at Studio Break on Twitter. With all that out of the way, here is our interview with Dana Sikla-Murphy. Stay tuned. Welcome back to uh, Studio Break. Dana Sikola, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent, you know, and it's uh, nice to kind of have a, a Friday chat, you know, just kind of casually thrown in there. Of course, um, the last time you were on was episode 126, November 2014. So if anybody wants to uh, get more information, uh, I'm sure we'll highlight uh, the 410 project a bit. But Oh, definitely. Great to have you back on. Um so again, just to kind of uh, start us off, if you could just kind of let people uh, know what the 410 is, if they haven't heard about it, and uh, we'll talk about what's going on. Okay. Well, the 410 Project is a volunteer-managed um, art gallery and experimental space that's located in Mankato, Minnesota, right in the downtown district. And so we're a community art space run by artists for artists in the southern Minnesota area. And so that's kind of like our main mission wrapped up. We work with 
uh, local universities. We work with a lot with youth and elderly. So we're really trying to figure out how artists can play a part in the community arts. And so we're, we're kind of that tool between the bigger entities and the artists working on the ground floor. And you also, again, aside from just exhibitions, you've got classes and workshops and all sorts of stuff. We're all over the spectrum of programming and exhibits and community outreach. And we try and do as much as we can. And, and like I stated, everyone here is volunteer, even myself as the director. Um, so the space and the time that goes into it is really a labor of love for everyone who is involved. Excellent. And again, we are, of course, having you on to, to talk about uh, this, this project that you have coming up, uh, or at least this uh, looks like a documentary slash biking kind of adventure. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Awesome. So the, the next adventure we have coming up is called 410's Project Bike. And it actually started last year was the the first time we've ever done it, but it was really experimental and getting to learn things. But a little bit of a backstory of the project. Uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, became director of the space and always trying to figure out what are ways that we can highlight um, the 410 as an entity within art versus a building. And so when it came to my brain, I was like, well, my two passions are art making and biking. So how can I combine those two together? And so I came up with this idea of like, well, how about we create this bike tour through Minnesota and it connects all these artists that are non-relative to each other, but connects them all together with the tie of being makers in Minnesota. And so that's kind of how it started was just for my personal favorite things to do. And then I kind of started figuring out, well, how is this possible? How can we get funding? Um, so then I wrote a grant to our regional arts council last year to help pay for portions of it. And we really were interested in documenting. It's not just like meeting with artists and learning about their work, but really highlighting them. And so that's how um, we tied in the idea of a bike project that's connecting with artists, but the mission of their work is a group of artists. And then documenting the whole tour itself to then be created into a short film that could be shown in another form of artwork. So there's a lot of pieces or a lot of components within the project that hopefully try and that connect everything. Um, last year was a great success. We worked with 10 artists living in Southern and Central Minnesota. And so what happens is the 10 artists are selected and wherever they live in the state, that's the stops of my tour. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's my job to select the artists and then figure out the best route to connect all of them. And so I basically I get on my bike. I have a trailer. I have everything packed on my bike. Um, and then I go from one artist to the next doing about 50 to 80 miles in a day. When I get to the artists, we do an interview. I get to see where they work and where they live and their struggles, negatives and positives of being a maker in Minnesota. And all of that is recorded on film. And then what the artist does is they give me two works of art of theirs and it's packed onto my bike trailer. And so then as the tour is going on, I'm collecting all this work from this 10 artists that is then brought back to Mankato all by bicycle and then put up in an exhibition at the 410 project. So then it's like a collective exhibition of all of these artists and what ties them together is this project. And so that's what we did last year. And it was such a great success 
And then with the film at the end, since during the tour, it was just myself filming with like GoPros and other ways like cell phones. And then I came back and a, a local film production company put those pieces together. So it was just about an eight minute short film of just the idea of the project. Uh, but this year we knew we wanted to do it again because it was had such great support from not just Mankato, but all of people living in Minnesota that the film company that we were working with, True Facade Pictures, which is located in Mankato here, they came to me and they're like, we, we want a team again. And so they're going to be doing all the filming. And, and this year we're creating a 30-minute long documentary um, about these artists and, and about the tour in general, as well as having the exhibit here in the space. So it's only gotten bigger just within the span of two years. The coolest thing about it, though, too, is that there's so many like different artists. And I, I think one of the conversations that you know I've had with other artists, especially kind of w- working in you know, not just these city centers is that you get like a real diverse group of people. So, so who are uh, some of those artists um, that are going to be participating? Could you maybe even just, I don't know, just describe a couple of them or what types of work people would, I guess, expect in terms of these visits? Of course. And so it was really important to me when selecting um, the artists is that we had a, a real range of people from age to backgrounds to working in rural communities to big cities And so this year we ended up having 11 artists ranging, I'm guessing the age-wise, from six years old to, I would say, someone in their, I would say, late 50s, early 60s. Um, And some people are working in communities that are under population of 1,000 and some are from Minneapolis and St. Paul, which are hugely populated. The artwork itself is ranging from glass carving, painting, printmaking. Um, We have one custom um, bike frame builder who is part of the project, too, so it's showing how... Um, artwork isn't just necessarily framed in the idea of like a painting or a drawing, but the construction of a bicycle is a work of art as well. Um, so we're really trying to branch out those ideas too of highlighting the work that's being created, um, through these different types of people. And I'm curious, obviously, you know, artists love looking at art too, but you know, one of the, the, I guess, missions or goals, you know, I'm sure in terms of your space is to kind of bring in, you know, people from the community. So I'm especially kind of curious, you know, do they get a lot out of just kind of like learning a bit more about, you know, what artists do when they're, you know, I think a lot of people have a perception maybe that who who knows, you know, what, how artists do this stuff, but do, do you get a lot of feedback that way too? I think so. I think it brings... Because everyone, like when we step into galleries, that's kind of was another inspiration of this project. Everything is so disconnected now. I feel sometimes like within the art realm, it's as a director, we kind of lose touch with really working with artists. You know, a lot of things like everything's done through email or applications or mailing artwork through the mail, you know, and then it's put on the wall. And we don't really get a sense of like who these people are. And how they're making their work, where they're making their work, and all that story like that's behind it. And this project is to highlight all those backstories of art making and why we make art and what we're making. So I think really opening up to the general public of how people, like the importance of art making, how it is to artists. I think sometimes we forget that. And especially when we're adults, it's like, oh, well, I'm in my 40s and I'm still making artwork. And people are like, well, why are you doing that? It doesn't necessarily make you a lot of money or you didn't <laughs> like this huge big star. And why you do-? So it's like those really showcasing those reasons why art making is really important at any age. 
And I think that's important for everyone to understand. And this project really brings that to the forefront. Well, and I would imagine a lot of, you know, artists, especially inviting you into their studios are kind of, you know, really excited to kind of share this stuff and, you know, to kind of share their, their different processes and, and kind of how they work through these things as well. Totally. And last year, again, it was the first year we've done this. I've, I had, I'm a long distance writer, but I've never gone on like a big tour like this. And I don't really know these artists. So they're inviting me into in their studios. So I didn't really know how it would be me coming into their like these like intimate spaces, but everyone was so excited about, and it really came down to someone taking the time not to just get in a car and come to them and like, Oh, I'm, let me pick up your artwork for the show. It was like, Hey, I just biked like 300 miles to get to you <laughs> and like sit down and ask you questions about your work and why you make it and all these, all this information to where it gets them excited about their work versus it just like going on a wall and then the dialogue just stops. So I think it's people really, it's that connection of, of artists connecting and human beings of being able to talk about what you really love to do. And we don't always necessarily get that a lot or that opportunity to share our feelings. So it was just such a huge, like instant connection with these people. And I barely even knew them because I felt like they could feel my commitment to them and their work in this project to where they totally would open up about all this information of themselves as human beings and their work. And so it's, it's almost like a, a really interesting, like human experience outside of just like art and biking. Yeah. And I, I think that question about, you know, why somebody would make something, you know, is just so important. Cause like, as you say, I mean, I think most average people are going to be like, you're 40 and you do what, you know, yeah. that's what kids do. Um, yep. so I don't know, are there anything that you could kind of glean from that? That's particularly interesting. Cause I don't know, for me, obviously like talking to so many different artists, I, I realize there's so many different stories. Is, is that the case that you kind of had too? like people were making things for different reasons? Um, you know, maybe some more, I guess, uh, established or maybe like people that are like selling stuff versus stuff that are just do people, artists that are just doing it for the sake of making or like the range of artists. We have one young artist who's six years old and she's a painter. Mm -hmm. and she is amazing and extremely self-motivated. But then we have an artist who's, um, working in Eagle Lake right now, which is a really small rural community outside Mankato. And he does glass carvings and his work has been purchased and commissioned by like sports, like athletes and celebrities, but he's living in Eagle Lake. And then we have um, Betsy Byers, who's a huge McKnight grant um, recipient from the state of Minnesota, who teaches at Gus Davis, who's a painter. And she's really has a lot of excitement behind her and her work right now in Minnesota. So the range of people working and why they're working and the opportunities they currently have within the arts in Minnesota is so different. And so that's what makes me so excited to share all these stories because all of them are so like they're connected, obviously because of these reasons of being people living in Minnesota and, and creating work, but the stories behind these people is so we don't really understand sometimes how interesting everyone is. And with this project, even though it's 10 people, it, it hopefully will put it in everyone's mind that everyone has a history and a background and it's exciting for their own personal reasons. 
Yeah. And I think there's just so much to learn from other people. You know, I, I think you kind of get used to thinking about things in a particular way. And then, you know, another artist will put something to you in a way that you're like, oh, I never thought of that. And again, it's just something that kind of hel helps kind of reinforce those ideas or, you know, those thoughts or discussions. So again, it seems uh, like a, I don't know, just a very productive idea in general, just to kind of create that conversation. Yeah, definitely. And it's all about connecting people. Like these 10 artists don't know each other at all. And already through this project, it hasn't, the tour hasn't started. I leave on Sunday. They're already starting to connect through social media media. And it's just like, it's almost this, this the bond kind of starts. Mm -hmm. And I think only something like that could only be gained through a project like this, because I'm putting myself out there in a vulnerable, vulnerable position with getting on my bike and biking around Southern and central Minnesota as a young female and it's like, yeah, the film crew will be there with me, but not all the time. Um, and I'll have some help along the way. But it's just like putting yourself out there to reinforce people with how important I feel that they are and that their stories are and their artwork is. And so I think that's the project itself has has like a feeling to it. I don't know. It's just it's really hard to explain. Sure, sure. Well, and. I guess so this is all going to, you know, culminate in an exhibition as well, too. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? When is that going to take place? And then I would assume that, you know, then all the artists are going to come there and you're going to have all of these people from the community and everybody kind of flocking to your space. Totally. And so what the plan is, um, my tour is going to be um, nine days. So we're hoping to do around 450 miles. All the artwork will be brought back to Mankato and an exhibit will be uh, displayed at the 410 the beginning of October. It will open October 8th um, because once we get back here, the film company needs time to construct. They're only given a little bit less than a month to actually put this 30-minute film together, which is, like, super insane um, but also makes it really exciting. And so that same night, October 8th, um, we'll have a premiere of the film here in Mankato as well. Very cool. Yeah. But is there anything else that we want to talk specifically about that project, um, things that you'd like to highlight or something that, you know, I haven't asked? And I know it's like there's all these different factors of the project. So at first it's like, oh, you're going on a bike ride. It's like, well, no, it's way beyond that. But like the main mission is like within the, like the 410 has sometimes been seen a little bit as the underdog um, of spaces mm -hmm. just because we are volunteer managed. And so it's, it's really, we're always trying to prove a point that it doesn't take a lot of money and it doesn't take a million people to make a really big impact. And so with this project here, it has, it comes down to one person getting on their bike and taking self-motivation as like the factor of getting from one thing to another. Like if one day, if I wake up and I'm just like, Oh, I'm too tired. I don't really want to do this. It's, it's the project won't get completed. And so it's, it's showing how one person's energy and self-motivation can really affect a huge amount of people make like a really big wave. And so it's like me going out, connecting with all these people and putting it together in a short film to really highlight them. And for all the people that want to get involved in the project, like follow through social media or give a donation and everyone should be connected in certain ways. And this project is, is an amazing way to do that. Well, and I guess just because you you'd brought it up, is there like a way that people can can kind of help or support or get the word out uh, specifically for the project or anything they can do? Yep. So right now we are taking donations. Um, we have a PayPal account because 
it does take a good chunk of money to make the film because with this, with the film that's being made, we are hoping to submit it to short film festivals and all of those type of things to even expand the project more um, outside of Minnesota. And so we do have a PayPal account that's set up through our um, our Facebook, so 410 on Facebook or through our website, the410project.com. You can go on there and give a donation through our PayPal, which is really, really simple. Um, and then if, if, you, if anyone gives $50 or more, they're added as a 410's bike project sponsor, um, and they'll be highlighted during our opening reception on October 8th. Awesome. Well, and I guess aside from, you know, just this particular project, there's all sorts of exhibitions going on. I noticed there is a, an annual, like, you know, call for artist applicants. So there's a lot of opportunities as well and, and ways to get involved. Uh, yeah, it's mainly through anything within the 410. It's, we do a lot of social media because it's, it's convenient, but we try and keep, we have a website that we keep updated with our exhibitions. Um, exhibitions are every two and a half weeks, but then we do a lot of programming and community outreach. This spring, we did this huge program with youth in the community discussing um, how art making can, and social justice issues can tie together and using art as an awareness tool. So we do a lot of, a lot of stuff within community interaction too. So that's always changing. So if anyone is interested in getting involved with the 410, exhibiting or participating in any programming, they can find that on our Facebook or website. They can, they can email us through our website. They can contact us through there, or they can email us at the410project at hotmail.com. So, and we're really good with keeping up in communication. And so if anyone's interested in getting involved or volunteering or exhibiting, they can contact us in several different ways. Or if you are in the Southern Minnesota area, um, we're open Wednesday through Saturday, 2 to 6, and Sunday, 1 to 4, our gallery hours. You can always come in and talk to one of our volunteers. Awesome. I, I don't know how you keep uh, everything uh, going. There's so many, you know, like we were discussing earlier, there's so many uh, things that you're involved with, and let alone with this project. I'd imagine, you know, time management, uh, as you were kind of describing, is, uh, I don't know, got to be a little bit difficult, but then if you don't get up and do it, then nobody else will, I guess, right? Yeah, and it's that's always been like a... a kind of the mission for myself with being an artist and a community member it's it's keeping that progression going because I want to I'm hoping to be a good advocate for the arts in Mankato here and showing that a lot can be done by just personal effort and community you know this whole trip is community funded and without people supporting me or without like the, like, for example, like the um, production company coming to me and be like, we really feel you should do this. Like we want to support you without having that backing. I wouldn't be able to do as much as I do. And so this, the community of Mankato is really what pushes me uh, to be successful and to be a representative for the arts in Mankato and Southern Minnesota. Excellent. Um, well, before I, I let you go, uh, why don't you just kind of remind everyone too, like uh, where else to check out on social media so they can stay up to date and, you know, follow everything again. There's so many different accounts uh, and all that, but I know. And the information is going to be out there um, in a couple different ways. So the tour is right now scheduled for 14th through August 22nd. Um, but it just, everything is totally up in the air. But what we're going to be doing, we're going to be making daily posts um, through Facebook is really going to be the only way. But then um, True Facade Pictures, which you can also find on Facebook and YouTube, they will be doing 
um, daily video updates, almost like a video diary every day of the tour as well. And so we'll put that out there um, on our Facebook as well as theirs, but then also that they do Twitter and all that stuff. That's kind of beyond me. So we're hoping to get out there as much as we can. Um, but if you for sure find us on Facebook or even myself on Facebook for um, under Dana Sickla Murphy, um, you can add me as a friend or like the 410 on Facebook and see all of those daily updates. Because every day is a completely new adventure, meeting new people, different areas. And so tracking it day by day is super fun. Well, excellent. Again, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to talk to me about it. And uh, I hope everybody goes out and checks it out. So, Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks once again to Dana for joining me. You can check out The 410 Project by visiting the410project.com. You'll find an exhibition schedule, including the exhibition that we discussed, 410's Project Bike. It runs October 7th through October 23rd, and you'll definitely want to go check out the exhibition opening October 7th from 7 to 9 p.m. You can, of course, find more information about art opportunities as well as workshops and classes. Just visit the410project.com. And, of course, if you want, you can help out a great mission at the 410 by donating so please do that and just a reminder perhaps you jumped right ahead to the interview somehow and you missed our announcement our 2016 competition is now open this year's juror is myself so if you are an undergraduate ba or bfa student ma or mfa student or professional artist get those applications in the applications are due by september 30th i'll be selecting three artists from each of those categories so a total of nine will appear on studio break in addition to that demo project from springfield illinois will be selecting an artist for a solo exhibition as will david fielding the gallery director of the tin and fine arts center at three rivers college in poplar bluff missouri of course, the whole point of the competition is to highlight the very best contemporary artwork that's being made out there right now from artists of all levels. So once again, if you know any students, any undergraduate or graduates that need to apply, please encourage them. If you know any artists that would love to apply for this, please let them know. And of course, you can do us a huge favor by helping to get the word out there on Facebook, on Twitter, on Tumblr. And once again, please like our Facebook page. You can follow us on Tumblr. That's studio-break.tumblr. And of course, send us your tweets to at Studio Break on Twitter. And before we get out of here, I do want to thank Skylar Mail for providing the soundtrack to Studio Break. You can check out his artwork, his music, and everything Skylar Mail by visiting SkylarMail.com. If you'd like to find out more information about me, the host of Studio Break, and this year's 2016 competition juror, please visit DavidLinaway.com. Thanks once again for listening. We'll talk to you real soon.